BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's that time again, ladies. It's... Warren Sharp time, our lead analyst on Sports Grid and Coast to Coast from the MGM National Harbor, along with Sam Cheers Malone, styling a Christmas shot with Warren. Are you kidding me? Hey, Warren, Merry Christmas, brother. Love you. It's great having you on C2C as usual. We started off with a A wet one tonight at Snoopy, high winds, driving rain, cold. Everyone in the stands completely hammered to sit in that weather. I know someone that's going to the game, stupid. But uh, we got a good game, Jags and Jets. Let's dance. Hope you're well, buddy. Hey, I'm great. Merry Christmas to you as well. I do think this game, you said it's going to be a great one. It might be great because both of these teams need it, but... It's not going to be very sexy on the field. I expect because of this rain, which actually looks to be a very substantial amount of rain, coupled with winds that are going to be in the upper teens to low 20s and gusts potentially into the 40 mile per hour mark by the time this game ends, it's going to cause havoc for every aspect of this game when you're trying to get the ball into the air. So whether it's field goals, whether it's punting, whether it's passing, and for those reasons we have seen the prop market get destroyed with all of the passing props. Unders for Zach Wilson, unders for the perimeter receivers for the Jacksonville Jaguars because that's where the New York Jets are at their best defensively is with Sauce Gardner and their uh, perimeter cornerbacks. And so I think that we are going to see just both of these quarterbacks potentially struggle. Both of these coaches are going to turn a little bit more to the ground. I mean, I've seen all types of things come in. I've seen two-point conversion to be scored at like plus two. 250 plus 275 because field goal attempts, extra point attempts might be difficult. So, I mean, we'll see if it actually is as bad as it's being predicted. But the one thing that's different in this game, Scott, than in a lot of the other games that we're going to be dealing with this weekend is this one features the heavy, heavy rain, whereas a lot of those other games are going to be a little bit windier, but not quite as rainy. They're going to be colder and windier, uh, but this one's going to be windy and rainy, not too cold. I think it's going to be a challenge for both of these offensive coordinators to dial up things that their quarterbacks are going to have a lot of comfort with. And we saw Trevor Lawrence already once this year in the rain in Philadelphia struggle mightily early on in that game. Yeah, and that defense he's up against in the Jets, I don't care how wet it is. I don't care how windy it is. They are tough as hell. 
and they're going to make it tough as hell for Goldilocks in pouring rain and wind tonight in New York. Uh, that defense, I think they take advantage of the weather. And they got Quinny Williams back. We didn't know if he was going to be back. I got a notification to my phone 10 minutes ago while I'm sitting here recording other videos for SportsGrid that are going to run over the course of the weekend. So stay tuned to that all weekend long. We're going to be posting some of those. But we do get Quinny Williams back, who is a massive difference maker. It's going to be really important for him to be there to help slow down the run game. I mean, Travis Etienne, his rushing attempts over. I absolutely think that we're going to see a lot of Etienne rushing attempts in this game because we're not going to throw the ball too much to the perimeter, especially down the field. We're going to have to get these teams to get into third and manageable. This is like the opposite, Scott, potentially, of how I advocate offense being called. What we want in this game is a lot of makeable third down situations. So get into third and short, try to convert. You know, normally we want to be gaining chunk plays, bypassing third downs, moving the ball down the field quickly. I'm not so sure if we're going to see that here. Get into third and manageable, convert those downs, keep the ball going. We might see some field position being played as well here, which is why the total obviously has plummeted massively and is all the way down to 36 and a half, last I checked. All right, let's get the world-famous Warren's one-game parlay. First, we welcome all of our radio affiliates, SiriusXM, SportsMap, Sports Byline. Great to have you with us on a Thirsty Thursday Christmas edition with Warren down at the uh, MGM National Harbor. All right, here we go, the one-game parlay. Yeah, if you lose one of these legs, we got a four-leg parlay for you. If you bet with MGM and you opt in to the promo, if you lose one of these legs, you get your money back. So here are the four legs. I went with Zach Wilson under an alt passing yards prop. Frankly, if you want to increase your payout, you don't have to go with the alt, but I did. Zay Jones under 59 and a half receiving yards. Evan Ingram under his receiving yards. Garrett Wilson under his receiving yards. Did some alt lines on all of those. Pays plus 250. Again, if you want to get greedy, you can always come in there and change the lines to a little bit more reasonable what the current market is dealing and jack your payout up north of 250. But just for the purposes of uh, trying to get something into these guys' pockets as they're looking to buy their last-minute Christmas gifts, I went with the plus 250. Yeah, I like that, Warren. Plus 250 and all those basically under... And it's due to the wind and rain and wet and freezing. Uh, it's just going to be nasty. So all these guys with these big numbers and big games, it's not happening. No, it's not. And look, we've got a lot of games to talk about. We've got a lot of weather to talk about. Stay tuned on the other side of this break, Scott. I'm not throwing it to break. That's your job. You're the pro there. But I will say, got a little surprise for everybody because I am sick and tired of watching these coaches blow leads late in these games. We got a surprise for you on the other side. Oh, you heard it here. Warren has had enough. He's sick and tired of it. No more nonsense. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to come back and talk about the Raiders, Steelers, Green Bay, Miami, Buffalo, Chicago. It's coast to coast on a Thursday before Christmas. I hope you got your shopping done. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and 
starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I mean, these just Christmas uh, commercials from SportsGrid are fantastic, right? Like, I mean, honestly, these are just rolling off one at a time. I'm getting all emotional over here. Uh, We're talking to Warren Sharp at the MGM National Harbor. He has changed, like, a tire on me in mid-show. He is on a roll today, a wafer, a wheat then, a croissant. He's got it all going. Vegas and Pittsburgh... Saturday night was supposed to be a celebration. It still will be, except the problem is the guest of honor has passed away. My childhood hero, Franco Harris in Pittsburgh, growing up as a kid, died this week, and they're honoring him by retiring his jersey and having the 50th anniversary game with the Raiders of the Immaculate Reception. What a disaster that he passed away this week, Warren, and it just ruins everything. Uh, I don't know, any way you slice it. I think the Steelers better win for him. I know that much. No, they better. Now, before we get into the details of this game, I want to tell you guys, I was so sick of the Raiders blowing their 17-3 lead and of the Colts blowing their 33-0 lead and all of these coaches blowing leads that I told the guys on Sunday night I was going to get a shirt made up and I was going to wear it here at MGM and says, stop coaching scared. And that's what all of these coaches need to do. And then what I did, I put my guys to work. I put the elves in the workshop to work overtime, printing these things up. And you can find them over at sharpfootballanalysis.com. Just click the blue banner at the top, and you can get yourself one of these and a number of other catchphrases. We just launched this merch store. You can get these now in time for Christmas. Place your order. Ask somebody to order one for you as your gift. Uh, We've got alternate ones of these. Anyways, it's, it's going to be great. Here's the thing. I told you guys to bet the Raiders on the money line in the first half last week because I know their coaching staff blows these games late because they don't know how to coach. Now, of course, they got super lucky and ended up winning that game on the most re- insane ending that we have seen. We also saw back in 1972, near and dear to your heart, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers with an insane win themselves with Franco Harris in the Immaculate Reception. Now, I want to handicap this game, but more important to me than the handicap of this game is the fact that Franco Harris meant a ton to this city. People need to realize that before Franco Harris returned that interception in 1972, the Pittsburgh Steelers had never won a playoff game. The Pittsburgh Steelers were not the Steel Curtain. They did not have a dynasty winning four of six Super Bowls in a six-year span that has never been replicated before and probably never will be replicated again. This was a team that had 27 losing seasons out of 35 as a franchise. They were the one of the worst teams in the NFL, and this was back during a time time 
when they blacked out games in local markets if they did not sell out. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, even in this game against the Raiders in 1972, did not sell out that game. My dad with my brother-in-law drove an hour away to a hotel to watch this game in TV in a locale that they could watch the game because locally in Pittsburgh, they were blacking out this game, so they couldn't watch it otherwise. So I have fond memories of the Pittsburgh Steelers throughout my childhood, and I gotta tell you, there is no better motivator in the NFL than Mike Tomlin, in my opinion. He is not the best coach, but in terms of motivating his players, it's massive. Franco Harris did interviews earlier this week. Franco Harris was supposed to be at this celebration on Saturday night. He passed away. This is going to be a massive spot for the Steelers. Now, their struggles defensively are on deep passes, 10-plus yards down the field. They're one of the worst defenses in the NFL over the last second half of the season. And some of the quarterbacks that they've played, they should not be ranking where they do. They've gone up against now benched Matt Ryan, now benched Marcus Mariota, Tyler Huntley, Sam Darnold, and Andy Dalton. Derek Carr should be able to throw the ball down the field. But there's weather. It's going to be a little bit windy, and it's going to be very cold. And Derek Carr is a dome-type quarterback. He's from the Cali area, plays in a dome in Vegas. He does not play in the cold much, but when he does, he has terrible splits and plays very poorly there. I cannot tell you enough. I would be very cautious about betting the Las Vegas Raiders in this spot. We saw them catching money, uh, getting money when the line was at three as bet the line down to two and a half. The Raiders look like a great teaser leg, and that might be the way to attack it if you really want to uh, back the Raiders here. I would either be backing them in the first half or on a teaser. But personally, I'm not going to have a cent on the Raiders here. I think this is just a motivational nightmare for them. Sunday night, uh, Saturday night in Pittsburgh, celebrating the life of Franco Harris. I can't imagine how motivated Mike Tomlin's going to get these Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll tell you what, it's going to literally be almost zero degrees at that game as well. Uh, and wind chills in the negative numbers. Uh, that is not going to be fun for either team, especially the Raiders, who you said play indoors and car. I don't like car, indoors, outdoors. I'm not a fan of his work. I, I don't think he's bad, but I think he's <laughs> never got it done. I'm sick and tired of hearing about Derek Carr. He doesn't get it done. That's all there is to it. Now, Green Bay's going Monday or Sunday on Christmas Day to Hard Rock to take on the Dolphins. And they've lost three in a row. And I think they're going home to take it out on the Packers. I think they are three in a row and three straight road games. And much was made about how poorly this team played out in California for two straight games and how the defenses had figured them out. And then they went up to Buffalo and they were playing another great defense with two great defensive-minded coaches, their head coach, their defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier. And this Miami Dolphins offense looked a lot better in that game in Buffalo in conditions that they should not have looked pretty good in. They did. Now they're coming down here. They have two extra days of rest over the Green Bay Packers. That does matter. And think about Tua. He has not played very many games at home against bad defenses. He started off the season. He played the Patriots and the Bills in the first few weeks. Then he got obviously knocked out for several games, comes back and plays the Pittsburgh Steelers. We are talking about three top 12 defenses that Tua went up against to start the season at home. Then he's played the Browns and the Texans and poured points, 30 plus points on both of those teams. The Green Bay Packers play uh, a lot of, they blitz a lot, the second highest blitz rate of any team in the NFL. And even the last three weeks, 
when Tua was not looking as good. He still averaged over 11 yards per attempt against the Blitz and threw three touchdowns. On the whole course of the season, he is a top five quarterback in yards per attempt against the Blitz, top 10 in EPA per attempt and a variety of other efficiency metrics. I think Tua is going to have a good game passing the ball against a team that blitzes a lot with extra time to prepare and more important than anything with a defensive coordinator that does not know how to make the type of adjustments that the prior three defensive coordinators that Tua faced were able to make. But on the other side, money is coming in on the Green Bay Packers and that's because this Dolphins defense has struggled and this Dolphins defense is very susceptible to the pass through the air. They're a pass funnel team, very good against the run, very bad against the pass. They also play a lot of man and they blitz and Aaron Rodgers, his splits, very good against man, very good against the blitz. I think that there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one, so it does not shock me at all to see this line from the total perspective get bet up. It was as low as 47 earlier this week. It's as high as 50 and a half the last I checked, and I actually went first half over at 24 points. I think that the Pittsburgh, uh, sorry, I think that the Miami Dolphins are going to be able to do enough. The Packers carry their own weight down here, and as long as Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any fits playing in Florida, which he has at times in the past, I think this game goes over the total. Yeah, I'm with you. We were talking about it earlier. We both like the over as well. We think there's going to be lots of points in that game in South Florida. The Bills are playing at Soldier Field. It's like playing at home for them. Lake effect, freezing cold, bitter, hard field. But it's not supposed to be snowing or raining for that game. We like the Bills to handle their business. Do you? I don't have a strong position on this game from a side perspective, but I will tell you this. We saw some strong money come into the market betting the game under the total, but I'm not so sure if we're going to see this game go under the total unless wins are a lot stronger than they're expecting. Both these teams can run the ball a little bit. Both of them can be beaten on the ground a little bit. Uh, I think we might see enough points here to go 40-plus, but I would lean to the Bills in a teaser if I'm doing anything with the side. When we come back, the Lions share. We're going to get into everything, including the G-Men and Vikings, Cincy, New England, Detroit, and Carolina with Warren Sharp and his style and new T-shirts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Know your prey. This is a whole new jungle. This is The Lion's Share. Brought to you by Ben MGM. All right, so BetMGM's 12 Days of Giveaways is going on, and it's awesome. BetMGM players are going to receive a daily reward at login during the 12 Days of Giveaways promotion. Today's day nine. 
BetMGM players are going to receive a $5 free bet reward to use on any NFL game. How do you do it? One, log on to BetMGM. Two, after login, you receive a $5 free bet. Three, free bet can only be used on any NFL wagers. The 12 days of giveaways. BetMGM never ceases to amaze me with their constant kick-ass promotions. And if you haven't gone on uh, Sharp Football Analysis to see Warren's new clothing line and great shirts, then shame on you for six weeks. Honestly, go check out his website. Not only that, he gives you all the skinny and scoop you need to hit your bets, which is even more important than your wardrobe. Although you will look good in the Stop Coaching Scared t-shirt that also that your lady will steal off of you and wear in bed at night with nothing else. All right, Warren, here we go. Uh, we get into the next rack of games. How about the G-Men with the big win at the dump in Landover? We bet on the Giants to win outright, plus the four and a half. Now they go to U.S. Bank and the Twin Cities to face the softy Vikings. Oh, yes. Congrats on that cash last week. And definitely we got this coaching uh, trash talk between defensive coordinator of the New York Giants uh, commenting on the head coach of the uh, Minnesota Vikings. A lot of fun uh, banter. I don't know if they're going to take it fun during the game. The Vikings might try to run up a crooked number if they get the chance to, which doesn't hurt me because I like the over in this game. And let me go first on the Giants side of the ball. You know, the New York Giants, they're passing. When they pass the ball on first downs, they're averaging 10 yards per pass attempt but when they run the football they're averaging only 3.2 yards per carry they need to lean more into passes on first down particularly in this game against the minnesota vikings defense because the vikings defense actually ranks top 10 in efficiency against third down passes but bottom 10 in efficiency against early down passes and they're very bad on first down so i look for the giants to maybe change their course of direction a little bit here catch the vikings sleeping a little bit they're expecting some runs Instead, come out, drop back, pass the ball, push the ball down the field. The Minnesota Vikings have the single worst pass defense against passes thrown 10-plus yards down the field. Guess what? The Giants are a top-five offense when they do throw the ball 10-plus yards down the field. They just don't throw it downfield very often because they don't have all the receivers to do that as frequently as maybe other teams would. I think in this game, once again, come out with something different to try to shock this Minnesota Vikings system. I think this Vikings defense is pretty terrible. We saw that last week when Matt Ryan's Indianapolis Colts scored a bunch of points on him. The difference is going to be if the Giants are fortunate enough to get a lead, they're not going to be dumb enough to let their foot off the gas like that Indianapolis Colts coaching staff did, which was coaching scared, and we're stopping them from doing that in the future Why we're coming on here and saying, stop coaching scared, come out and build on your leads if you get them against the Vikings because they are a team that comes back. The one note that I will make about the over that's a little bit concerning is Kirk Cousins splits against man Kirk Cousins splits against the blitz he's generally bad against both and the Giants are the number one most blitz heavy and the number one most man heavy team in the league but that could help with Justin Jefferson he targets Cousins targets Jefferson on 33% of pass attempts when he's blitzed and on 33% when the defense is playing man so look for Jefferson Go over on all of his receiving props. I like the over for receptions, over for yardage. I think Jefferson's going to have a big day, and I do see this game going over the total. Uh, real quick, what did you think when you saw them blow that 33 nothing lead? 
Look, the writing was on the wall at the end of the first half. They had a first and goal, and they chose to run the ball three straight times and settle for a field goal. They had a third and five at, like, the six-yard line, and they just ran the ball, let the clock tick all the way down, and settled for a field goal right around the five-yard line. It was pathetic, and I knew that the writing could be on the wall at that point. A 33 to nothing lead seems insurmountable, but records are meant to be broken. That's exactly what the Vikings were able to do. Just, just dumb coaching all around. Of their 13 first downs in the second half, they ran the ball with their running backs on 10 of 13. Those runs were completely unsuccessful, set up nothing but second and longs in the second half for the Colts. Just, just bad coaching, just bad coaching. It made me sick to my stomach, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the Bengals are in Foxborough to hook up with the 500 Pats at Gillette. Look, the Bengals are the better team. We know that. And the Patriots are the worst coach team. We know that as well. However, there's some injuries that you need to look into with the Cincinnati Bengals defense that could play a role in this game. We know the public is going to be massively lopsided betting the Cincinnati Bengals here. But the Cincinnati Bengals have been covering machines for the public, covering a ridiculous rate. Uh, so the public is not going to stop betting them. Anytime they bet them, they win their $50, $100. Those, that money goes right back into the pot the next week to continue rolling over betting on the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, the Patriots need to have something up their sleeve, but I just don't get all the vibe in that building right now. I mean, Bill Belichick's like talking poorly about Mac Jones in an indirect manner about him starting this game. Like, oh, we'll, we'll see who starts. We just need to beat the Cincinnati Bengals here. And they have a 19% chance right now to make the playoffs. Losing that game last week was just a, a big shot to uh, their chances of making the postseason. I'm wondering how they're going to respond with the coaches that they have at the top. I think everything starts from the top down, and I just don't know how these guys are buying in right now. But I certainly won't be laying the Cincinnati Bengals. I just don't know that I'm going to and be able to get to the window back in the underdog New England Patriots. Of course, the Lions share is brought to you by BetMGM, and Warren is at the BetMGM Sportsbook and Lounge at the MGM National Harbor, a fantastic spot. You got to go there and check it out. Stay overnight. You're going to love it. Uh, you can even see Warren do this live on Thursdays right there at the Sportsbook. All right, uh, Detroit and Carolina. The Lions are on fire. And Carolina choked and gagged on that spoon last week. The Steelers served up to them in Charlotte. They did. Uh, they absolutely did. But I do kind of think that the Panthers could cause some problems for the Detroit Lions. The Panthers overall are playing very good football uh, considering their expectations. I mean, this is a team that, in my opinion, is poised for a spoiler role. Every single – think about this, Scott. Who is not going to want to back the Detroit Lions right now? Everybody saw Dan Campbell uh, earlier this season in hard knocks. Everybody fell in love with the coaching style and kind of the craziness of this guy and the character that is Dan Campbell. And this team is now on a massive roll. They're winning games, they're covering games, they're putting up points. Now they go into Carolina, and all you have to do is lay two and a half points, and that's all you have to do to back the Detroit Lions here. Carolina Panthers team, who earlier this year 
fired their head coach. Carolina Panthers team who could not run the football at all on the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, which is a big part of the reason why they couldn't cover the spread there. I just think that this is a game that the Carolina Panthers could be a sneaky underdog here to dash the public's uh, dreams and hopes on Christmas Eve and, and cover this game and potentially win it outright, upsetting the Detroit Lions. Do I love it? I don't love it. I don't have a ton of confidence in, but it certainly is a game that seems like it's going to be massive pros versus Joes. So do you think the Lions uh, make the playoffs uh, over the Commanders, let's say, or do you think they get in the way they've been playing? I think they should get in the way that they've been playing. Whether they do or not, I'm not sure. I mean, the Commanders have a difficult road here as well. I would love to see the Lions in the postseason, though, because A, they've been playing well enough that they deserve it, in my opinion, uh, and B, they're a fun team to try to compete with some of these other guys. Like, I don't see the Commanders really uh, stepping up to the plate. Yes, they had a big upset win over the Philadelphia Eagles earlier this year, so I'm not going to discount that, but I think that the upside, the quarterback play, the overall level of performance, that we would get in the postseason with the Lions would be superior to that that we would see from another seven seed. So I do hope that they get in there. Uh, but if I'm on invested in the Panthers, I'm absolutely hoping that the Lions lose this one. I got to tell you, the worst part of that uh, Viking win was that they came back uh, down 33 and they win 39-36 is that I had uh, the three and a hook. I was laying three and a hook with the Vikings. And after all that comeback, I still lost by a hook. I wanted to gouge my eyes out. Yeah, look, uh, the Vikings, I was so happy that they locked up. This is another element uh, fading them against the Giants. They locked up the NFC North with that win. And preseason in the summer, our futures have done really well. Uh, hopefully a lot of people are looking at their online sportsbook accounts and seeing the dollars increase. They're like, what happened there? Oh, well, that was a future that I gave you over the summer that finally cashed. But we took the Vikings over their win total. We took the Vikings to win the NFC North. Um, so they might be in a little bit of a letdown here in this game against the Giants. So when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about uh, several games. Uh, New Orleans in Cleveland. That one's at the uh, dog pound. Tannehill's done. He's uh, the ankles caught up to him. I think he's done in, in Tennessee altogether. I think they're going to yeah, move on agree. from him uh, in the offseason. Seattle and Kansas City, we're going to talk about at Arrowhead. Uh, Atlanta and Baltimore in the Charm City, still no Lamar Jackson. Washington has a tough one in Stonewash Denim Jeans at Santa Clara against the best defense in the NFL. Then we'll hit Philly and Dallas with Warren and find out what he thinks of Gardner Minshew's chances against the Cowboys defense at Jerry's World. Denver and the Rams. The Rams had a great season after winning the Super Bowl, didn't they? And Tampa Zona in the desert. Earlier, I was mocking Cliff Kingsbury as a backup quarterback. I might start that up again. And then later we'll do the Chargers and Colts. We're talking to Warren Sharp. Make sure you check out sharpfootballanalysis.com and on Twitter at sharpfootball and you'll be good to go. We continue on on C2C during this Christmas season. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. So the best part of uh, the breaks when Warren is on is listening to Sam Cheers Malone gambling heavily with Warren uh, for three minutes and loading up on Ramming in bets. I mean, this guy has got everything going. He's got 100 seats. I mean, your boy Sam over there ready to go. All right, uh, Warren, uh, let's start with the uh, Saints and Browns at the dog pound, shall we? We shall. This game is going to be played, like many, in terrible conditions. I mean, it's been seen all week long. And part of the difficulty was sitting there Monday morning if you didn't get involved in betting some of these unders on Sunday night. Because when the books posted these lines at 6.30 and 7 p.m. on Sunday night, immediately everybody who was looking ahead to the forecast started smashing the unders as heavily as possible. And so the lines were, in some cases for the totals, three points different by the time we got there Monday morning. And so you're like, well, should I still take it because it's been burnt? But then where does it go from here? Um, This is different than wind, right? Scott, like, sorry, this is different than snow. Snow, everybody talks about for days and it gets factored in. But when you have just bitter cold and wind, uh, it oftentimes gets overlooked a little bit by the casual observer until much later in the week. So we've seen these lines beat up a ton. This total right now, is like, what is it, 31 and a half, 32? Um, I was actually shocked a couple days ago, it was like yesterday morning, a group came in and bet over 31 and a half, which I thought was peculiar timing because you could have probably waited and gotten a better number as everybody else starts to get on board with this under, but maybe they had a position on under 39 and just wanted to have a nice middle. The game itself though is gonna be difficult. Deshaun Watson's not going to have to showcase his terrible passing ability right now because it's going to be so windy. They're going to be handing the ball off a lot. But I don't know if Nick Chubb is going to have success because he's got a broken tire. Like, one of his feet is injured. He didn't practice for two straight days. He's clearly not going to be quite at 100%. Could possibly re-injure it and go out at any point in time. That's what some of these guys do, especially if they're eliminated from playoff contention. They might try to give it the go, but if it gets dinged up, then they're going to just sit him right there on the bench. And I don't know that you want an offense that doesn't have Nick Chubb, nor can you pass the football trying to run. And this running attack, as we talked about last week when they played the Baltimore Ravens, is significantly worse on the ground compared to earlier this year and in years past, having lost their starting center and their guard play being substantially worse for the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think the Saints have the opportunity to come in here and try to pull off an upset. I would not be looking to lay points with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, if anything, in a game like this with weather conditions like this, it's going to be a lot of field position and then flip a coin to see what ends up happening. And in those types of games, I'd much rather have the dog than the favorite, especially in a battle of two teams that 
The Browns are eliminated from the playoffs, but the Saints still have something to play for. It's like the most minuscule chance, but they still can get motivated to say, if we win this game, we're still alive for the postseason, and that's not nothing. So I heard you earlier uh, in the break talking about you don't like uh, Houston's chances in Tennessee because Henry just usually runs the ball down their throat. Well, this is, I'm probably on the opposite side of some sharps here that came in and massively, when they first learned that Ryan Tannehill was going to be out, bought into the Houston Texans. And that was a great bet, let's be honest. They're getting plus seven, plus six, and bought this thing all the way down. But now the spread is all the way down to three. And here's one of the things I think about the Houston Texans. This is a team that in, it's a dome team from Houston, now playing in the bitter cold in Nashville, Tennessee outdoors against the number one run defense in the NFL of the Tennessee Titans. They have played four games against run defenses that rank top 12 in the season. They are 0-4. They lost those games by 15, 13, 7, and 4 points. So the closest game was a four-point loss. Um, they are going to have a difficult time running the football against this Titans defense. But that's not the way to even beat the Titans. The way to beat them is by passing the football. They're down Nico Collins. They might get Brandon Cooks back. Hopefully he has a big day if you're looking to back the Houston Texans here. Uh, but this is a very proud team for the Tennessee Titans with their backs up against the wall after a ton of losses in a row. I think that Mike Vrabel, one of the best motivators out there, is going to get the most out of his unit here. And they're going up against a run defense of the Houston Texans. It's one of the worst in the NFL. And this Houston Texans run defense for four consecutive games has given up 200 plus yards to Derrick Henry. The last game, I, people probably think, oh, well, Ryan Tannehill's out, so that's going to be a big upgrade. Do people not remember that these teams met earlier this season? And you know who started that game? It was Malik Willis. And that was Malik Willis's first start of the season. He only threw the ball 10 times. You know why he only threw the ball 10 times? Because the Houston Texans were down 17 to 3. The Tennessee Titans were stomping them into the ground. And Tennessee allowed a touchdown late in that game uh, to the Houston Texans. They made the score reasonable 17 to 10. That score came with like 40 seconds left in the fourth quarter. They were getting killed 17 to three. I think at home, laying only three points, I would be looking to back the Tennessee Titans here. Although I can tell you, sharp money absolutely was backing the Houston Texans earlier this week. How do you think Seattle will do with that 10 spot at Arrowhead against the Chiefs in freezing weather? Well, the Chiefs need to perform better earlier on in this game compared to what they did last week against the Texans, where they nearly lost that game in a very embarrassing fashion. But I think that they will have enough success here. This Seahawks defense is bad, bad. They're going to give up yards on the ground. They're going to give up uh, uh, opportunities for the Kansas City Chiefs offense to just stay on the field. And we know Tyler Lockett is down for this one. It's going to be the DK Metcalf show uh, and the Seattle Seahawks trying to run the football. Pete Carroll's not backing down from any type of contest. I have no real strong lean side or total in this game. If there is win, 49 is way too high for a total. So pay close attention to that. If we do end up seeing uh, a little bit of weather here, it's going to be brutally cold in Kansas City like it is most everywhere else across the nation on Saturday. But uh, if there's no wind, I mean, you could see some points. But if there is wind, this total is way too high. How do you think Baltimore will handle their business against Atlanta and the Charm City? They've had some problems recently. 
They have. The problem's name is Greg Roman. That's the big problem that the Baltimore Ravens have. Uh, stop coaching scared. This guy was coaching recklessly. I mean, they went up against the Cleveland Browns last week. They had every opportunity to run the football. Their running backs were averaging 8.6 yards per carry. The Cleveland Browns had the worst run defense, not just last year, or not just, just not just this year, but over the last 20 years. Cleveland Browns run defense was historically bad. You're averaging 8.6 yards per carry, but yet from the second through the fourth quarter, Greg Roman has Tyler Huntley, a backup quarterback, throw the ball twice as much as they ran the ball to their running backs. I could not understand their game plan. But for this game, I think it's a benefit because I think he learned his lesson. He was criticized a lot immediately after that game for such a horrific game plan. Somebody printed off Fire Greg Roman flyers and leafleted the whole Ravens practice facility with those things outside. The guys were posting it up on Instagram. Um, so it was a big deal, a big discussion point. I think they get back to the basics in this game. It's at home, another situation where you've got a dome team in the Falcons going on the road and I did not care for Arthur Smith's game plan with Ridley in his first start. Uh, 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 I did not like the strategy that they were using with Desmond Ritter, sorry, not Ridley, Ritter. Uh, Ritter was terrible in that game, and they had two weeks to prepare for that one uh, in a dome against the Saints. How's he gonna get prepared for one of the better run defenses in the NFL on the road on a short week? I just thought Ritter's downfield accuracy was bad. I don't think that he's ready right now to be taking on a defense like the Baltimore Ravens. I think Baltimore's gonna have success running the ball against the 27th ranked Atlanta Falcons run defense, and I look for Baltimore to win this game. I like Baltimore in a teaser like here. This is a very good teaser spot in my opinion. Probably not gonna lay the seven and a half points, but I think they make for a very good teaser like. How do you think the Niners will handle the Commanders in Santa Clara? Well, it's a letdown spot for the Niners. Let's face it, they just won the NFC West. They locked up that division. That was another future that we bet over their win total over the, uh, for them to win the NFC West earlier this season. I think that this is a spot that Washington, if their coaching staff and Ron Rivera gets them properly motivated, could come out and cause some problems for the San Francisco 49ers. But Look, I mean, Brock Purdy playing great. Brock Purdy has extra rest here because they played on Thursday. Washington played on Sunday night. Washington's traveling across the country to play uh, in this game. I'm not looking to lay the points, though, with the 49ers here. If anything, I'd be backing Washington. But my biggest concern is not Washington's defense. It's Washington's offense here. I just think we've seen enough of the quarterback situation to know that He's probably not an NFL caliber quarterback. He's not a starting caliber quarterback, and I think he's going to struggle against this defense that's still going to be playing their number one players, and they're really well coached on that side of the ball. I think they're going to limit Washington's offense here substantially. How do you think Gardner Minshew is going to do at Jerry's World? Boy, I hope great. I, I can't wait to see this game. I mean, everybody came in when they saw the news that Jalen Hurts might miss this game. I mean, I'm sure you guys talked about it earlier this week, this, how the betting splits changed and how all the money started coming in on the Dallas Cowboys to win this game, the game go under the total. Uh, but we saw Gardner Minshew play pretty well, and they're getting back some of their players for a second there. There was talk that the Eagles might intentionally lose this game because they only have to win one of their last three to secure not just the number one overall seed, but also the NFC East. And they don't need to win this game. Next week, they play the New Orleans Saints, who 
the Eagles own their draft pick for next draft, and so it's more important for them to ensure that the Saints lose that game than it is to beat the Dallas Cowboys here. But look, I know this Eagles team. I know this coaching staff. They're not going to lay down and just give a game away. They are very strategic, and they will position themselves to their benefit, but they're a competitive bunch. And even if it's with backups, they're going to be coaching their A game here, in my opinion, and I would not be looking to fade the Philadelphia Eagles at this line right now. I also think the total might be a little light, assuming Philadelphia actually is trying to play for the win. I think Denver and the Rams should be canceled. I'd rather hear what you have to say about the Tampa Bucks game in Arizona because I think it's crucial for Brady and the Bucks. It is, but that's going to be an easy game. I think I think Denver smashes these guys with Russ back. I do agree that the game should be canceled, but I, I think that Denver walks away with a win in that game. I think Brady's Bucks, man, boy, they got out to a good lead, and then guess what their coaching staff did? Made mistakes late, started running the ball too much. They cannot support the ground game, especially not against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now that they got DJ Reader back, they were strong against the run. It was just a bad philosophy in the second half there. So when they do jump out to lead, they still can't coach well enough to close things out. Uh, massively important game for the Bucks to keep pace to go to the playoffs here. Uh, I would not be looking to bet against Tampa Bay here. The money's been all over them. D terrible situation unfolding with the Arizona Cardinals, with the coaching staff, with the play of their uh, starters, with the third-string quarterback, with their GM. It's just a mess. It's a good time to be leaving uh, Arizona. We'll go back there in the Super Bowl. Don't worry, Scott, but uh, we don't want anything to do with backing the Cardinals the rest of the season. They're awful. I mean, honestly. And my favorite uh, cover last week was the Bengals down 17, and I was laying three and a hook, and they came back and put 31 on them, whatever it was, and they covered that number. I thought it was beautiful. When we come back, Chargers, Colts to wrap it up with Warren Sharp. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. So, uh, rumor has it that 90% uh, of Santa's uh, helpers, the little elves, and Mrs. Claus, all members of sharpfootballanalysis.com, these numbers are factual, according to Sam Cheers Malone. Everyone but Santa is involved in sharp football analysis. It turns out, I'm hearing from my sources, that Santa is too busy to be messing around with NFL spreads. Just very busy this year with a, and just a toxic list of kids he has to take care of. And he just doesn't have time for Warren or 
Mrs. Claus or the little helper. He's been yelling at him for days. All right. Chargers and Dolts at Lucas Oil on Monday night. What do you think, Warren? I mean, this is a coaching situation that I don't really like. Both of these coaches I would like to bet against. I mean, the offensive coordinator for the Chargers had a perfect roadmap of how to beat uh, last week, how to go in and win the game against the Tennessee Titans. You throw the football on the Titans, you don't run it, and yet they started out that game 50% run uh, on early downs, and these runs obviously were not gaining very many yards, which is why the Chargers couldn't build a lead, and that game was tied late in the game. I mean, the Chargers had to rally from behind. They had like two completions to Mike Williams until the final like three minutes of the game, and Mike Williams is one of the biggest keys to that passing attack. Getting him back was a big get, and they didn't use him at all. So I don't understand Joe Lombardi and this passing attack and this offensive strategy for the Chargers, but I certainly do not want to be confidently backing the Indianapolis Colts here. So I'm at a situation where you want to lay the points. Uh, sorry, you want to bet the Chargers when they're catching points. You want to fade them when they're laying points. And I don't mind taking points with the Indianapolis Colts. So that is where I would lean but I don't really feel very confident in doing so. This is a team that's probably been very distracted with the Christmas holiday to really be playing hard, whereas the Chargers need to win this game. So I'm probably not gonna do anything at all on this one. All right, listen, Warren, Merry Christmas. You're the man, it made my day. Get Warren's new shirt, Stop Coaching Scared on his website. We'll see you next week. Have a great Christmas, Warren. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.